Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Monday. It is Monday. It's November 7, year of our Lord 2022. After a fantastic weekend. It really has been a rich time. We were so blessed here at Livingston. One of our own shepherds of the congregation, Dr. Buddy Payne, led the congregation in an effort as a as a gift for the community, three days of lectures on the question, can science and Christianity agree? What a fantastic topic. There is a certain amount of we are saying this in faith because for us, it's still coming. But I, I've, I've been able to hear Brother Payne multiple times before on these topics. I know it's going to be rich. I know it's going to be full. So on Monday, we're going to be full. And I'm excited. And for anybody who's listening to this and got to experience it, I know you are full. And for those that would like to catch it, uh, live streaming uh, was done, and so it's on the YouTube channel. Yes, I'll try to put all of those links in our show notes for this cool. this cool. episode. So even if you're hearing this way off in you know 2029, 20, yeah. you should be able to go back and find in the show notes, find the links to get back to some of these lessons that uh, our brother preached this past weekend. Can Christianity and science agree? And it's good to you know have a full heart and a full spirit for the Lord, but we we know that there are times that we feel dry. We know that there are times when we feel like we're kind of out on our own and uh, empty. The the Psalms certainly speak to us and help us in those situations. I, you know, one of the things I find encouraging is just the fact that the psalmist will write from those perspectives, and David wrote from those perspectives. It reminds me I'm not alone. Sometimes I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change that it's true. That's a good point. And I think our psalm for this week is going to help us with that. Very good. Here's what I'd like to do this week, Andrew. You know, a lot of our congregation in our Bible reading plan, in addition to the things we do on the blog and in addition to the things that we do here on Text Talk, we are walking in paths of righteousness. Mm-hmm. We, we plug that. We let people know about yeah. that. Paths, praise, kind of... admonition, trust, hope, share. And each day wanting our members to think about that. Normally when we get here, we kind of talk about just some things in the Psalms that stand out to us, but I'd like us to maybe this week, let's spend some time on those paths of righteousness. We haven't done that in about two months. Yeah, it's been a while, so let's let's do that. Let's do the paths of righteousness this week. So that means I'm going to read Psalm 63. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, and it begins, the, the heading says, a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. So this is a dry time for David. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is an empty, I'm not feeling it time for David. There are things that are against, he's in the wilderness. the wilderness. And so as we walk the paths this week, I'd like for us to think about these paths of righteousness mm-hmm. in our dry times. Yes. These paths of righteousness in our wilderness days. So today we're going to think about, let's think about praise. And, and as you're hearing this read, let's think about praise, especially what this tells us about praise in those dry times. Psalm 63, English Standard Version. A Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. 
But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Amen. This time in the wilderness, you know, Edwin, when I was able to go to Israel a few years ago, it was in a mid-October time, and we spent a couple of days going and seeing archaeological sites in the wilderness of Judah, and this is uh, in the region around the Dead Sea, and even kind of a little further north, stretching up to Jericho, Mm -hmm. and when it talks about, particularly in verse 1, about a dry and thirsty land, and there is no water, that is what the wilderness of Judah looks like in the fall. So this psalm is very real for you. It's tr- so literal. So real. <laughs> so real. Well, <laughs> l- let me tell you that... Did it just come to life? As it, as it is all... Yes, it does. As it is all uh, dried out, what you have are these kind of stains, these kind of paths in the rocks and up the mountainsides where when it rains, you can tell, oh, okay, there are, there are, there is water here. Sometimes there's a promise of water here yet again, if it ever stops, starts raining again, but it had been dry for so long that everything is just desolate. And frankly, I was shocked. Uh, maybe in the American Southwest, we see that kind of dryness, but not a lot of places in our country, certainly nothing around Florida, can we even envision the kind of dryness that you see in the wilderness of Judah when it's the dry season? Putting a little historical context on this, certainly those who look at this would recognize as far as recorded history, and, and I think I think this one probably is in the recorded history, because it talks about when David's in the wilderness without giving any explanation, I think pointing to what you know about David's history, what sure. has been revealed about David's history. There was a time when he was in the wilderness. Yeah. This, he wrote this. Mm-hmm. There are two times that come to mind. Okay. One, when he's being chased by Saul, he went into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And one, when he was driven out of Jerusalem by Absalom. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that it's that second one here. And the reason being is that it is David's poem. It is his psalm. And at the end of it, there's this mention of the king king. shall rejoice in God. I don't think David would write that about Saul. Saul's Mm -hmm. not doing that. And I think, I guess it's possible for David while he's being chased, knowing he's been anointed to be king, he could speak of that way, but it's it's much more natural for it to be after he's actually king. And the second thing is he talks about having seen God in the sanctuary, which yeah, that's right. I, I get, of course, that there was the tabernacle before David got into Jerusalem and before mm-hmm. it got moved to Jerusalem. But there is still that sense of he has been driven away from the yeah. sanctuary where the king dwells. So but I, it certainly fits with the Absalom timeline that there was already a sanctuary established in Jerusalem. I think it fits better with the Absalom timeline. So as we see David in the wilderness, think of 2 Samuel 15, 23, when Absalom is coming in and and the people who are going with David, they are heading out of Jerusalem. And it even says there that they crossed over and went into the fords of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And when Ahithophel is giving advice to Absalom and Hushai comes in and gives advice. They talk about David being in the wilderness and whether or not they should go attack him immediately or whether they should hold off and wait. I think it's during that time as David has been driven out. And 
I think it's important to see that context because, look, David's at a dry time. He's at a time where the situation seems to say God is against him. Yeah, you've got uh, the idea there of betrayal of a son, of trusted advisors. And so, you know, the, the physical surroundings are desolate, but then spiritually and emotionally, he's feeling lonely and abandoned as well. If I see God, that. If God were for me, why would this be happening? Mm-hmm. If God were on my side, why would this be happening? Surely, if I was God's beloved son, I wouldn't be driven out of my home and kicked away from my city and, and away from the sanctuary of God out into the wilderness, into a time of dryness where I feel the dryness so that I want God. And this is one of the things that I missed for years and years when it talks about my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you as in a dry, weary land where there is no Mm -hmm. water. Right. David is not just coming up with some poetic language about, I love you a lot. I, I mean, you're right there. You're right here. I feel you all around. I love you a lot. He is talking about the fact that I don't feel you. Correct. I, it's, I am. I, the you, thirst, right? You, you are the living water. Away, you don't have the water. Yeah, you're yeah. the living water, and I don't have any water, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm drying out. That's how I'm, I'm, it's the dry time. Yeah, it's the dry time. So he says, or I should say, we focus on, he praises God in a dry time. That's amazing. Yeah. These kind of dry episodes is a lot of times when people will, will question, like you said a moment ago, where is God? Is there a God? And yet David leans into God and he's about praising God. In fact, I noticed that particularly in verse three, he says, because of your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Think about that sentence. I'm out in the wilderness. I've been chased out by my son. I have counselors that have gone against me. I'm, I have no idea whether I'm going to live or die. I, maybe, and you know, when David was on his way out, Shimei's cursing him, and mm-hmm. some of the people want to kill him, and David says, look, no, maybe this is the voice of God coming through him. I, I don't know what God is going to be doing with me right, right now. That, right. That's the state that David's in, and he makes this statement. Mm-hmm. Your steadfast love is better than life, mm-hmm. so I'm going to praise you. Yeah, And think about what he's saying. What he's saying is, I don't know if I'm going to live, but I know I have your steadfast love. Well, there's something else that I see him saying. And, and granted, there's poetic language here. But in verse 1, he's dry and he is thirsty. But what's he going to do in verse 3? With lips, he's going to praise him. Though my lips are chapped and dry. Exactly. I'm going to praise. Yeah, though 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 my throat is dry and scratchy, I'm I'm going to sing and I'm going to praise and I'm going to bless you. Verse 4 says, "I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name." And you know, maybe there is a doubt or a question about how much longer I will live in yeah. this difficult circumstance. But as long as I have the breath, as long as I have the life, I'm going to use it to praise you and bless you. Again, your steadfast love is better than life. And so what I want is your love. I know I have your love. And so whether I live or die, what I'm going to do as long as I have breath, I'm mm-hmm. going to spend it in praise for you. I'm going to offer up this blessing. And then he turns around and says, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Mm-hmm. In other words, in this praise, it, it, it is as if... I'm eating the best of the land. Mm -hmm. It is as if I'm back in that promised land and it's flowing with milk and honey. And this opportunity to praise you is just this amazing because I'm, because I'm remembering, I I get it to the world. It doesn't look like steadfast love. And I, and, and I'll admit it right now. 
It doesn't quite feel like steadfast love, but I know your promise. I know your covenant. I know what you've said that I have, and I'm, I'm digging down into that. And even in these moments when I'm dry, I'm going to praise you as long as I possibly can. And that's food enough for right now. So I'm loving reading these reversals here in this Psalm. I'm loving reading about the reversal of the, the thirsty to the praising. I'm loving the reversal about the, the wilderness or desolate to abundance, that there's plenty there. Uh, and, and that uh, kind of where you started, even when you don't feel like it, it doesn't mean that it's not true. Even mm-hmm. if you're not feeling great, it doesn't mean that God is not worthy. I noticed something else here, too, in verse 4. Uh, he talks about, uh, I will bless you while I live, and I will lift up my hands in your name. And, you know, a lot of times we don't talk about posture and mm. the power of posture. Yeah. In our praise, uh, and I, I know that there's an element of culture that goes along with prayer pul- uh, posture as well, and particularly with the Jews. You know, in some of my studies, I've learned that they would pray with palms up, palms open, and that would signify the receiving of God's blessing, the receiving of God's graces. And I, I picture that a little bit here, that um, there's no half-heartedness in David's praise, and even in a very difficult time, he's going to get into the proper posture. He's going to perform the service and the praise that is worthy of God and appropriate to God. The idea of posture, typically, I know for folks I talk to, they just want to stop at, you know, God didn't command a particular posture. Amen. Right. Yes. I'm not saying that. There's no law here, and so can't command a posture. All right, fine. But let's not stop there. Let's recognize that we are embodied spirits. We are not just minds. Mm -hmm. We are not just spirits. We are embodied spiritual beings. And what God has asked of us is embodied spiritual service. Mm -hmm. And so let us not be surprised as we walk through the scripture, we read of the body being involved in the spiritual activity. And so prayer often has bowing, Mm -hmm. kneeling, lying prostrate on the floor. Yeah. Hands uplifted, uh, maybe like you'd said, the palms just raised up, even, you know, they're, they're lifted but lower, but it might even be outstretched to heaven yeah. with hands pointed toward God, see my clean hands, or it may be beating my breast because of my sinfulness and the confession, embodied praise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's a fantastic thing for us to remember. Again, not a law. No, but certainly something beneficial and for our service, and it's for our good. I think I'm glad you brought it up, and particularly in times when when we see ourselves in a wilderness. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today for Text Talk. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and maybe what your paths are. What what is your praise notes from reading the Psalm? You can send us an email: Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you, Father, that we are encouraged as we read this psalm that even when there are times or seasons when we're going through our own wilderness, we can see where David was in a place of wilderness. And and we learn, Father, that it's appropriate to praise you, to trust, Father, that you will quench our thirst and that our lips might speak your praise. And, Father, that we would worship you in the way that's worthy, mind, body, soul, all together, Father, to love you with all of our heart because you are worthy. We pray that you might keep us and bring us, Father, to refreshment in a season of wilderness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.